0: Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Your Parenting Podcast. I am still your host, Jeremy Bamford. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Let's just jump right into it. I've got a handful of topics to talk about. Uh, The first one is for the last, I want to say almost two months now, I have been taking CBD oil Um, and it has probably saved my life. It's. Uh, I originally started taking it for um, the chronic back pain. Um, you know, I'd asked my pain doctor about it, and uh, you know, he basically just said, you know, it couldn't hurt. Um, there aren't you know too many you know negative side effects, I guess, unless you have a, an allergy. And uh, you know, he even said before you buy my very expensive bottle. You know, go down to a smoke shop and just buy, you know, something cheaper there. Uh, Which I did. I Went to the local smoke shop. Um, I kind of got eyeballed when I was in there. Lady behind the counter was just staring at me with a side eye. I guess my Star Wars t-shirt and cargo shorts made me a suspicious person. But the point was to help with the the chronic back pain. But it ended up helping significantly with my mental health. And I hadn't really been taking it seriously for most of my life. The mental health, anyway. I didn't realize how much it had deteriorated until it had begun to improve. Um, I've had pretty significant anger problems for a while. You know, and instead of... Losing control and turning into the Hulk, which would be cool. I just lash out at people close to me, and I was probably sprinting toward a heart attack or a stroke. But as I started taking the CBD, I mean, even within 24 hours, um, it just seemed to turn the volume down on all of that—the anger, the anxiety, the depression. You know, I didn't get rid of it. You know, I still have bad days, um, but it definitely, you know, made the signs of its onset easier to identify, but it just kind of turned the volume down on most of it. I'm aware that there's still a stigma attached to the the CBD, you know, because it comes from weed, so that means it must be evil. Or on the other hippie side of it, oh, man, it's all natural, bro. Um, you know, there's no THC in it. There's no high, there's no urge to eat cookie dough. I mean, isn't it legal just about everywhere anyway? I mean, it seems to be most of the, the boomer generation that are still, you know, poo-pooing it. You know, and I tried it a few times my younger years. Um, I discovered that the smell of it makes me nauseous. You know, I'm not against it morally. You know, I just don't want to puke. Um, you know, and I've had an edible before. Um, it basically tasted like a brownie that somebody had put a handful of dirt in. You know, I'm sure it's it's improved since then. You know, and just the whole culture is stupid. Weed culture and alcohol culture are both stupid. Um, yeah, you know, so but I'm not against it morally. I you know I'd enjoy myself a gummy in a Scrubs marathon were it available. Uh, but I wanted something more than a temporary high. And the CBD seems to be, you know, maybe not a solution, but a definite balm. <laughs> Um it's it's definitely helped. I would recommend it to anybody who has any kind of mental health issues um I'll give the same advice the doctor gave me. find the cheapest little bottle that you can because it can get pretty expensive. Um I just put you know a couple times a day you know a few drops on my tongue. The one I got is mixed with honey, so it was incredibly sweet um but it does. It definitely help. I do notice a difference. I'm starting to to feel like myself again. And uh, you know, and I recently had this uh, procedure called a radiofrequency ablation, where they go in with these specific types of needles and burn the nerves um, that run through your vertebrae. In an attempt to alleviate any kind of chronic pain. Um, the good news is, it seems to have worked. Um, I almost cried the second day. The first day, it was, it was pretty rough. Uh, but the second day, I mean, having just a pain-free day, which led into more pain-free days, is just... You know, I know that you can get used to anything. But... Uh, you know, it's definitely helped. The downside is these nerves are the kind that actually grow back. But this per- should provide, you know, six months to a year of relief. It'll also help if I wasn't obese. But on a similar topic, I've noticed that all three of my boys have a version of my, my temper. And Isaiah, my three-year-old, my, my little sidekick, He's just, everything you're doing, he wants to be a part of it. And sometimes it's cute, and sometimes you're on the toilet and it's not cute. Uh, but he's the one with the, uh, the tantrums. And once they start, they usually, um, you have to let them run their course. And trying to stop them usually makes it worse. And the triggers can be anything. It can be the wrong cup, it can be the wrong shirt... You know, no, I don't want this video that's fucking identical to all the others. I want this other one. We've also had a regression where he seems to have time traveled to a year ago, where he's making these grunting noises when he gets frustrated instead of words, you know, that he was doing because he was in the speech therapy, which I've mentioned in previous episodes. But when he would get frustrated back then, he would make these. He's grunting noises when he just couldn't find the words and he's been doing that more. He's been shitting his pants more. You know, sometimes he'll hide somewhere, he'll shit. And then sometimes he'll tell me about it. Sometimes I'll just discover it. Um, but, you know, we we persevere. Then when we, you know, when he does manage to make it to the toilet and get it in the toilet... You know, he tries to clean himself. He says, Daddy, you so proud of me. And it's just, you know, yeah, of course, I just, I love this amazing, difficult child. But it does get frustrating. Logan is my sweet, emotional boy. My six-year-old. He seems to feel everything more so than other kids. Even little things, like losing a toy he likes, will just cut him so deeply. And I've noticed as he's gotten a little older he tries to to hold it in and sometimes a little tear will leak out and he'll kind of wipe it away. He doesn't as openly cry anymore most of the time, which seems to just break my heart even more. You know, he doesn't really have the tantrums anymore. Um he gets irritated easily, but usually it passes quickly. You know, the things that get to him will will make him cry instead of a tantrum. And then when he tries to hold it back, and but, and Grayson, he's my my mini me. He looks and acts the most like me. He's very smart, just like his old man. Um, he loves to make up games, and his imagination is is pretty complex. With him, his anger just blows up. I um, he skips right past irritated and just goes straight to a hundred. And it's there and gone, usually like flash paper. And it's just most of the time it can be calmed or at least redirected. You know, it's hard to get them to to chill out and talk about why they're mad at their brothers. You know, and if I had a a solution for that, I'd probably be rich. And helping a child deal with and understand their own emotions is challenging in itself. Because every child is unique. And of course we know that, but we forget. There's too many times we attach how we deal with our own experiences to theirs. We also have the perspective of time. and We know so much more, for better or for worse, about how the world works and how it doesn't work. Kids are full of wonder and curiosity and don't always understand the rules. Patience is the other important thing. We know that, you asshole, somebody you might say. But it's not just patience with dealing with the tantrums and their outbursts. It's patience to push aside your own bullshit and really engage with your child. Have a conversation. Don't use baby talk. Obviously, babies are exempt from this. Try not to dumb down the words. Most of the time, kids will ask, what does that mean? What does that word mean? Because they have a natural curiosity about the universe, and it just it can be used as a learning opportunity. Um, and they don't hide their curiosity, especially if they think they're not in trouble. If they think you're just having a conversation, if you're just asking them questions about your day, they'll come out of their shell a little bit. And you know, what does this word mean? You know, what does that mean? You know, how come you said this? If they think they're in trouble, usually they'll be a little more standoffish. You know, why are you asking these questions? I think adults are the same way. But just, you share their enthusiasm. And you may find, you know, even if you find something silly that they get excited about, just get involved in their distractions. You know, and we're all adults. You know, most of us don't give a shit about Pokemon or Minecraft but I love that my kids care about these things. And I love that they get excited about it. I love seeing them get excited about things they like. And we I've probably said it before. Uh, but we try not to be a no family when it comes to their interests. I encourage them to try new things. Sometimes they'll be the one to initiate. You know, hey, I saw this. It looks cool. Like we drove by this place. It looks fun even if i'm not interested i can share in their joy of it and sometimes i will see something that i'll think they'll like and you know hey how about you guys try this and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um they don't have the same boundaries like even in the way they sleep you know unrestricted and mine now we're supposed to be sleeping You want more milk? I I want but you're supposed to be sleeping. On the, sleep on it, a tiny bit? Okay, I think I can do I that. It, As you can see, Isaiah is not sleeping. I want a 20, 23, 23, you want what? I don't know what you're saying. 20 grumps? What? 20 of this. Oh, you want 20 gallons of milk? Yeah. I think that's a little too much. But, um, but don't, don't do not Don't do what? You want to put the top on? Yeah. Okay. I want You want a little bit more? Yeah. I'm gonna do it. Okay, a little tiny bit more. Yeah. 20, I can't put 20 in here, it doesn't work that way. There. That's 20? I put 20 milk in there. Yay. Okay, here you go. Yeah, I'm like, yay. Yeah, okay, can I have a kiss? Okay. Hey, good night, go back to bed. Okay. I feel like I have to send them to another country to not be interrupted. But it's okay. Especially when they're cute. Go to sleep, monkeys. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, where was I? Oh yeah, even talking about even how they sleep unrestricted, they're just all over the bed, sleeping at the foot of the bed. You know, we're we're the ones that give them boundaries. Yeah, and we want them to explore, but it's a struggle, at least in my experience, to maintain the balance of keeping them safe while not stifling their experience. And, you know, Grayson is eight. Just the other day we were telling him how to go ask for more water at the Chick-fil-A counter. I remember times when I was eight, I would stop at home after school and then just not be home until dinner. Now, I understand that this was in 1990, which sounds recent, but it was 30 fucking years ago. The childhood that I had doesn't exist anymore. There are new dangers and old dangers we don't worry about anymore. The Internet has changed everything, for better or for worse. Uh, it's, you know, added on and taken away many jobs. We used to be able to work a minimum wage job, go to college, and support a family. One person used to be able to do that. Now, college is 2,000% more expensive now. Higher education and healthcare, the biggest scams on earth. Wages are another thing people fight over. Minimum wage has been the same for what, a decade? Go look on the job boards oh, if you want this job, you have to have five to ten years of experience, have a bachelor's degree, and be cool with $11 an hour. Are you kidding me? Then you have the balls to demand my loyalty to the company? How is that loyalty rewarded? Go ask your boss that question. How is my loyalty to the company rewarded? And I'm sure they'll tell you, well, you get your paycheck. No. A paycheck is a a contract for services rendered between an employer and an employee. That 1950s company man that was a slave to the time clock doesn't exist anymore. The idea of a stable career or even a salary position needs to just evolve. The gig economy is here to stay for better or for worse. Temp jobs, contract work, odd jobs have become the normal ways of making a living. Only the large corporations seem to be investing in long-term employees, you know, and the idea of company loyalty is is fading. People are putting up a less nonsense in the workplace and investing in themselves, doing what's best for them. I mean, people don't always leave shitty jobs, though. I think most of the time they leave shitty bosses. I can only imagine all of the sweaty brows of these micromanaging middle managers who love to track every second of your fucking day when all of their remote workers decide not to come back and it grinds their stupid company to a halt. It's not even the companies themselves most of the time. Most of the time it's these these companies, many of these companies are saving millions of dollars by having their staff work from home. It's the middle management. These time clock hovering shit weasels. These worthless, miserable sleestacks. stacks. They use the tiny bit of power they have to just reach in and squeeze your testicles until they turn purple. I'd rather shovel shit all day for a great boss than have a quote unquote good job working for one of these pustules. Sorry, I had a flashback of all my shitty jobs this then. I mean, the point is, if there is one, is that the world is moving and changing faster now than ever before, and you move with it, or you get left behind. I would love to leave social media behind. I have kind of a love-hate relationship with it. I don't think it's helping society, but I need it to promote this show. Without it, the Your Parenting Podcast Empire crumbles. It was funny and the opposite, and I think you rarely ever hear about the great jobs because they actually, yeah, you know, they hardly show up on the job boards because they have low turnaround. Those great jobs, the employers not only pay well but offer incentives to keep their employees happy, make them want to do a great job and want to stay with the company. In a perfect world, it would be like Star Trek. A utopian society where they don't have to worry about money all the basic needs are met and they're free to pursue their own interests whether that's teaching or agriculture or working with Starfleet to keep the rotten Klingons in check um, I've been trying to be more active on the socials and I, I promised Cynthia I'd take more pictures of the kids Well, what's funny is the quarantine had this all together so much for so long that we're trying to spend less time with them. Not in any kind of cruel way. But just, you know, you send the boys to one of the grandmas, take the wife to the beach for a couple of days. For me, these are the best kind of vacations. Just, you know, two nights, beach, hotel, hotel. You know, go out to some restaurant, you know, sleeping in. Because you got to have two nights. Because if you only have one night, you got to worry about waking up and checking out on time. But if you have, you know, two nights, you got that first night, you can stay up as late as you want. Sleep in as long as you want. Go hang out on the beach. Oh, that's the best. And people underestimate the value of time away from your kids because this is i mean the relationship between you and your significant other other relationship that they will base their relationships off of and as you know one of the ways to keep that healthy is just to have that time to be adults to be regular people and not just parents and this is that one of the quickest ways of parenting burnout is just to never get a break and i my heart goes out to those unfortunate people who don't have anyone where it's only them and the kids, and that's it, and they just have no break. You know, somebody needs to make some kind of app where they can you know, check for babysitters or something in their area. I'm sure there already is one. There's an app for everything. But I mean, those, those kind of times, they give a nice recharge. Even if it's just a weekend. It doesn't have to be a two-week-long Mediterranean trip. And you know, I'm not talking about date nights. Those are just, you know, for enjoying the company of someone you love, just for a couple hours. Sometimes it's a nice dinner, sometimes you know, me and the wife like to go bowling. We'll do that. I mean we're not that great, you know, we're not gonna compete in any tournaments, but we have a great time. Which is the point. You know, just some time away from the responsibility, you know, no alarms set, turn off the devices. And check out from the world for a couple of days. Just talking about it reminds me that you know, we are due for another one. We've been trying to be good citizens. You get our vaccines, restrict our travel for the most part. You know, wear the mask in public. I came up with the idea at work that every time we have our temperature checked in a public place our credit score should go up one point just as like a thank you for being a good citizen hey you got the vaccine how about you know 20 points your credit score goes up you get your whole family vaccinated another 5 points figures at the least that can fucking do I have missed doing the show. I am going to try to make it a more regular thing. My goal is once a week. I'm not promising anything because if you've made it this far into the episodes, you know that my schedule is sporadic at best. Um, We'll start to wrap this one up uh, with another round of Things Heard in My House. Logan, after eating a bunch of M&M's, he said, I've had so much chocolate, I can't even burp. Isaiah screaming across the house, Daddy, come look at my poop. Me, turning around and asking the house, why is there a sock in the fridge? Grayson informing me of the dog's behavior. Daddy, Toby is romancing his pillow. I overheard from Logan on the monitor as he was falling asleep. I'm going to tell mommy she has a beautiful face. That one was very sweet. There was another one where Logan was playing on... I can't remember if it was the Switch or something and he had headphones on. And I just remember hearing him with with loud child headphone voice. Um, I was playing this game and I couldn't even hear my own fart. Um, Grayson and Logan have a YouTube channel called, you guessed it, Grayson and Logan. Um, They have an occasional upload where they play games and knock over the camera. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at jeremybamford00. I'm on Twitter with a new account at parentingpod1. That's parentingpod1 on Twitter. I'm trying to be more active on that one. Um, you can also email me directly at yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. That goes directly to me and not some corporate stooge. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook and probably near the fridge. Thank you for listening to this episode and can't wait to do it again.